Welcome to the Draw Shops Get Genius Podcast, where we talk to today's business influencers to pick their brain and pull out their genius. It's time to get genius. Hi, listeners. Oops, sorry about my voice there. I've been sick for about a week, so I've got a scratchy voice. Anyways, hello, listeners. <laughs> Thank you for joining me again on another Get Genius episode. Um, today is a guest that I was introduced to, so I haven't actually met him in person, but I was really looking forward to speaking with him because he has such a great story about starting a business, something that he was really, really passionate about, not about the product, but about what the end result of the product would deliver. And it was so, um, so important and really touched me because I think a lot of entrepreneurs sometimes have a product that maybe doesn't sound so extremely glamorous or exciting, but turns out to be because of what it delivers and how it changes a life. Um, so today's guest is Jack Delacho, and he is the founder of Essentia. And we'll have, of course, the link in our show notes and on our blog. But Essentia is a, a company that makes the only natural, natural, organic memory foam mattress in the world. And it was actually named the world's healthiest mattress it really only, it, they only produce mattresses that address the six key elements of physical and whole body recovery. And all of their technologies are patented. And it's another great story to hear how that came about. Um, Jack is just so interesting because it's, it's really cool how he wasn't in, he wasn't really in this kind of industry at all, didn't really have an interest in it. But because he started to discover that the chemicals in our typical mattresses in the foam um, could actually be making people sick and could actually really be drastically affecting their sleep and um, all sorts of things that I that was new to me, but definitely makes sense having such a strong interest in the wellness community so um, or in the wellness industry. So anyways... Um, it's just a really cool interview, I think, for people that do have businesses where they have a product and it's not just about a service that you can launch and, and grow quickly. There's a lot more into creating and putting out a product. There's manufacturing, there's packaging, um, the marketing, the branding of the, the building of the brand. It's just there's so much to take away from this interview and, um, I hope that you will enjoy it. And with that, I will say adieu, excuse me for my little bit of a scratchy voice and my rambling, but guess what? I'm not going to edit this one. So there you go. Hey, Jack, thank you so much for being on the show today. Uh, hey, Summer. Great. Thanks. Uh, appreciate being on it. It's really cool. So really quickly, I just want to make sure that I pronounce your last name correctly. <laughs> is it Delaccio? Delaccio? Yeah, the I is practically blended in there. Delaccio. Delaccio. Okay. And it's Italian, I'm guessing? Correct. Okay, perfect. So I'm Italian as well. My maiden name is Singlaesi. So. <laughs> oh, really? Yes. So very cool. So. Nice. You have a pretty amazing story, and we had some friends that connected us, and I'm so excited that they did because it's pretty inspiring for any entrepreneur. So I'm really looking forward to hearing your story and sharing it with our audience. 
like most entrepreneurs, you saw a problem in an industry and you wanted to solve it. And also, like many entrepreneurs, you took something that you knew really well and you decided to innovate. And that's what I get really excited about. And it's not just about creating the product, but there's marketing, there's building the brand, and of course, sales. And from my understanding, you are just brilliant at all of those things. So my first question is kind of like, so we can learn your story, is what was the problem that you saw in the furniture business, mattresses, couches, all of that, that most of us, because I was definitely surprised when I learned this, most of us don't know. I think it's really interesting. It wasn't, um, I kind of am an entrepreneur. I always have been, even as a kid, always wanted to be in business and, and, and was always motivated by that. But this was a little different. This was not, I wasn't looking at an industry and trying to make it better. I had no real intentions um, life was good with my own stuff. I had another business and, and things were going well. This really stumbled on me as a, a need that came across in my life where I had people in my family who were going through um, uh, cancer treatments, um, two different ones, one going on an alternative route, one going a conventional route. And, and they both had to change, big changes required in their lives. And as we were discovering what kind of changes they had to make, when we reached the mattress, believe it or not, it was like running into a brick wall. There was nothing out there that really addressed these issues of pain management, of respiratory issues, and it was just hard to believe, to be honest with you. And as, as, as I kept digging into it, I realized that, wow, this is crazy that with all this technology that you hear about in the media, especially the mattress industry, loves to sound technical. Yeah, and uh, but yet with all this technical jargon that was out there, nothing really addressed some of the basic issues, and that's what what sparked in me to try to really going down to the basics and developing uh, a material. So before the mattress, it was all about the material. I spent three years uh, developing it, stubbornly trying to make this a reality and getting just enough progressive progression to keep me going because that many times I wanted to give up yeah it wasn't possible but I had brought brought it so far and so many breakthroughs in in, in, in the material breakup of, uh, of, of each component that I was always there was always a light at the end of the tunnel that kept me going and and I guess that's when it all triggered into me it, it kind of all made sense I've always been uh, I think I've always done well in sales I've always done well in marketing and branding it's, it's a passion that I have and for the first time, I had developed a product, and now this all came out of me. To the very core, I, I protect the brand, I protect what we do, I make sure the products we make live up to that standard. It's as if I finally have developed a product that gets me to express all of who I want to be, what I want to represent as a product. And it wasn't ever something that you originally were you know, passionate about, like mattresses. <laughs> At all. Right. At all. I, we had some background in it. My father was uh, would import latex and distribute it to the mattress industry, and he tried to get me to get involved in the family business. And I told him I really have no interest in mattresses; <laughs> it's just such a boring segment. Yeah. <laughs> and um, there was nothing inspiring about it. And um, you know, I did find my way to be inspired by it, which is kind of interesting. Um, now I can picture myself anywhere else because I, I, I uh, what I do. Believe it or not, I guess I've made it exciting. Uh, we work with celebrities. We work with professional athletes. But at the core, 
we started this in 2006 by uh, by making people who were either preventative care or going through special uh, health concerns, and we were treating them and taking care of them. But as the development really took wind, one of the things I've never let go of is is research and development. We develop, we constantly have engineers in the lab. We are constantly working and making this better. And in 2006, I developed the foam material and start launched a company with it. 2009, I patented a core and understanding not just the material, but how all the different layers of my material interact uh, together and how they interact with the body. And we broke new ground on where no one has ever allowed a mattress to be so relevant for the individual. And by 2012, athletes were hearing about us. And now we, we, we were pushing that line even further and understanding how athletes work and understanding the, the full human function your central nervous system, your body temperature, your movements, your strengths, your weaknesses. Wow. And uh, we've really, I've always found so much reason to find ex- excitement in what we do here at Essentia, which has been a lot of fun for me. Uh, not We're not just changing the color of the mattress covers and calling them different. Exactly. It's not, it's not just doing something cool to a mattress. It's actually changing lives, which I was going to ask about is what are some of the most, you know, dramatic changes people are reporting to you i mean we get we get amazing things and early on what was what gave me a, a sense of pride was in, in 2006 2007 when the people that we really built this for there was a grassroots movement we were just a company right out of montreal no website no stores anywhere and all of a sudden we had people reaching out to us from california from vancouver bc from toronto from New York, and, and, and all these people are, are calling and asking for a product. They've never seen it. They've never, they've never tried it out. There was no website. And they were they had just heard from friends and family that this mattress made such a difference, and they were requesting it, and that's, that's how we started the distribution going nationally. Okay, so, uh, it start, so it began with, like, the word of mouth. Because now, now I'm thinking all, you know, I, I want to hear actually the stories of people, but then I want to get back to that because that's such important, an important um, marketing aspect with the word of mouth, you know, really building your brand. Exactly. And the, um, the stories of, of, of people that, that have come out of that in 2006, 2007 were just people going through cancer treatments, being able to breathe in and not feeling the impacts on their lungs is because those are the people already most sensitized to chemicals. Right. Uh, but the incredible feedback comes after 2009 when people were really getting our patented core and making a difference. I've had one guy who would ski, I believe he used to ski seven days a week, and with, due to a de- degenerative back condition, could no longer ski anymore. No more skiing, no more biking, which were the two passions yeah. that he had. And he got onto our, our bed, and after about two days... He, he called back. He goes, I don't know what you guys are getting me into. I'm in more pain than ever. And I said, listen, just give it a chance. You're, you're not used to getting this level of support. And right. he was so many, so, so much, uh, he had so many uh, back issues that uh, it was not going to happen overnight. After seven days, he called back. And I, and I really, at this point, honestly, he was in such bad shape. I was expecting the opposite. I'm still not used to it. And, you know, at any time, we want to make sure to help someone. Uh, overcome these these hurdles and instead after seven days he told me he was going skiing uh, and I could not ski seven days a week he couldn't go back to where he was but he was getting about four half days a weekend 
uh, from that point on. So I really changed someone's life. And in his case, it's more than just leisure. Skiing was what he did day in and day out, seven days a week, on season, biking in the off season. But I hear more more regular, you know, when we when I get my prof- professional athletes and, and they call and they talk to people about their experiences, which I think has been pretty amazing because people, guys don't talk about mattresses in the dressing room. No. <laughs> so the fact that these guys are talking about mattresses in the dressing room, um, I thought was pretty impressive and that they are, they, they, I have people calling me and they say, well, Matt says I have to get your mattress. That's what I need. That's what I'm doing. So, so these direct direct referrals, that it's a continuation of that grassroots movement that we had earlier on. Now we're just getting it at a faster pace. We actually have a website to refer reference to rather than just you know the old-fashioned word of mouth. And um, we, we get to the point where you know I have one one player from the Montreal Canadiens. He was. Uh, he was on the physical therapy table seven days a week, and we cut that down to two, three days a week. He was so he had such gratitude for what we did for him, and he called me one day. Uh, this was two years ago. He calls me up and he says, uh, uh, "He's he's a, he's a, his 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 country didn't have a team in the Olympics." He goes, "Listen, it's the Olympic break." He goes, "I'm still in town. I don't have a team." Because you you mind if I come by and see you guys? You're always welcome here. Absolutely. So he came to the factory, brought an autographed jersey, hockey stick, and went to meet every single person in the factory, which was a big deal for everyone out there. They were, they were really happy to see him. Right. And it was just that that sense of gratitude. And you, and you don't get that very often, especially not at, at those levels. Uh, you don't get that kind of appreciation and feedback. And uh, we've been getting it. We've been getting it over and over from different teams and different sports and different athletes. We present to full teams and where I, I still recall, uh, in fact, I was I, I'm invited to finals and playoff games, which again, a mattress person doesn't <laughs> normally get this kind of invitation. <laughs> right. When, when, I, when I walk into the dressing rooms, um, everyone knows what I'm there for. They understand that we're helping them recover faster. They understand that we're helping them uh, improve their game. We have full teams that are in attent- uh, attentive to hearing what we have to say and how we can make the change. We have leagues that are approaching us now to, to help them with concussions. So it's, it's really coming a long way from, from where we started. And it's obviously always a lot of fun just because of the, uh, the appreciation that we feel coming back towards us. Absolutely. And it keeps, you, it keeps you inspired. It keeps you motivated to constantly improve the product too and be aware of you know, what's going on out there. Yeah, absolutely. And, and like I said, we, we never stopped developing and it was pretty amazing that, you know, we had obviously the, the original development of material in 2006, then the patented core in 2009, and it's always based on the same material. Wow. Then we reacted to temperature and how we reacted to body movements in 2012. And just recently, we were launched two new products, our Beyond and Stratani, a whole new way of making a surface comfort and always respecting the, the, the allergen-free, not putting any fibers, batting, wool, anything that could be a nesting ground. It's never been part of our, our, our of our design since 2006. And, and, and this year, we launched a whole new surface for comfort. And it's amazing because we've developed, we've, we've gone through four major breakthroughs in the industry, and the industry still hasn't caught up to our 2006 formula. Yeah. So, so that's, that's, that's what's... That's what gives me a lot of pride is that we keep improving even though no one's caught up to our, our uh, 
first version of the, of, of the concept. Oh, I love that. That is so fantastic because I wonder if I don't even know, to be honest, outside of your company, I don't know of another company that is is doing that. Maybe uh, maybe with some sheets or things like that for babies, but honestly, I haven't heard of it outside of your company. <laughs> well, I try to keep up to date with what's going on out there, and I, I got to tell you, most of it is just the technical jargon, more of a marketing jargon, yeah. the match industry. Yeah, they, they, they want their beds to sound like the engine of a Ferrari, but really it's far from. Uh, and, and what we've done, I think that's what we do differently. And that's why there's such a grassroots movement uh, for our brand. That's why people wait for us, expect us. When we open up in a new city, we're embraced. And, and it's just because it's it's not just, there, there actually very little is on the marketing side. It really is uh, full on the product side. That's where we put all of our energy, all of our passion goes into delivering the best product. So speaking on that, what what do you find are the most or have been the most important parts of, of building your brand? Because I'm hearing a lot of which obviously is so important is is the story behind the brand. What else are, you know, in your in your marketing, your strategies um, and building the brand, what have been the most important and successful tools you have used? Well, to me, early on has been has been just making those sacrifices, just making sure the product gets out there to people, and, and making sure that everyone's experience is perfect. I've always uh, I've always said I'd rather you not own one of my products if you don't love it, and if I can raise the bar that high that everyone that uses it loves it and is passionate about it, they become the voice for me. They become the the, the who passes it on for their. Uh, to their friends, to their family, and that's really come a long way for us. And it really has been incredible to, to, to see how that community, or a mattress company that has over 40,000 followers, that's, yeah. again, the first in the mattress industry, right. unless they're paying for their followers, which we don't. You know? so, so it's just amazing how we, we've done that by making every transaction important, by making every customer experience really important. And we've done it to the best of our capacity in the sense that do I envision doing more? I envision always doing more. But there's budgets involved. There's there's the finances of, of what's what's reasonable for us to do. And we, we I, I hope that the experience only keeps getting better. We have a balanced approach. We're, we're one of the few, if not the only manufacturer that actually produces the foam and brings it all the way to the consumer, whether it be through our storefront or from our website. That puts a lot of responsibilities on my end and, one year, I'm investing a whole lot in manufacturing. Then I'm investing in getting more locations and showrooms out there so people can see us. Then I'm investing in packaging and the experience. So, in a sense, we have a larger challenge than a typical retailer yeah. who just gets to pick and choose what he wants to buy and resell and uh, focuses all their dollars on marketing. Uh, life would be a lot simpler if we just focused on marketing. Right. But we really have to have a whole balanced approach. Our R&D department never gets cut, only grows. Our manufacturing is always looking to automate and improve efficiencies. Um, our team, you know, we've uh, from a small little group of six back in 2006, actually, uh, we're, we're now employing over 125 people. So it, it's moving quite quickly, um, but also because our, our staff is passionate as well yeah and it's not just one person alone if you speak to everybody in the company throughout the board from our showroom to our uh, our warehouse docs everyone has 
that passion. When I walk through the factory, everyone gives me their feedback, what's right, what's wrong, how they can improve. Um, they all have a lot of pride in what they do. And we approach everything as a team. We, we think things through as a team. So there's a lot of uh, a lot of relevant opinions that come to the table to, to make sure that we're, uh, we're the best we can be. And on our marketing side, that's the, the sometimes the easier part. When you make the best product, it's that much easier to talk about it. Yeah. Our challenges in marketing is we're kind of complex because while everyone tries to simplify the, the everyone tries to sell a magic pill that hey, just just this is going to solve all your problems. We actually solve the problems, but it's not. It's much more complex. It's not just because it's the world's only natural memory foam. That, that's the material. That's the foundation of how we started to build this. But it's also how we've made the, the patented core that reacts to your body. But it, it's how we address REM sleep. It's how we uh, address movement in bed. It's how we uh, drop the body temperature, get you into a hibernating state, how we don't stimulate your central nervous system. There are maybe six or seven main key things that are happening in this mattress, and that's how we have made the healthiest mattress in the world. And I don't actually have a one-liner for it. I wish I did. <laughs> yeah, there's so many components. So, you know, I heard before, I don't remember who I heard it from, but it was about the, the quality of sleep that you get. You can actually get less hours, you know, <laughs> if, if you're getting that good of sleep. You don't have to sleep for nine hours. You can sleep for seven, you know, and, and be great. Is that, would you well, say that you experience that with your market? And, and I have some, so I have some people that uh, some of our, our uh, essential users that say that, and I don't agree with it, but I understand where they're coming from. So I have some some people who will sleep five six hours, yeah. and then they get on an ascension and they, and they and they try to they maintain that five six hour routine and they feel better. It's obvious they feel better. They're on a better product. They're on a product that is working for them. However, I don't agree that you should be at five six hours. Because these same people, if I can have them accept, and many people I have, a lot of people that I've converted to really allow them themselves to at least get seven hours of sleep. And why I say that is that as much as they're feeling great out of the five, six hours compared to how they were on other products, if I push them to get seven to eight perfect hours of sleep, they're that much more functional in the daytime. They're ready to take on more. And I really had this experience myself this year because... What I wasn't doing, I wasn't practicing what I preached, and I, I kind of um, um, built up that way when I'm, I focus on others or I focus on other projects and I put myself last. And through the years, I've actually gained a lot of weight, and I've always been a, a, an athletic person, and I, put, I, I let myself get out of control and, and just focus on building stuff, building yeah. stuff, obviously. And I was challenged to a triathlon in October of last year. And, uh, you know, it, it was it, it was a friend of mine out of New York, and he said, you know what, Jack, you make the healthiest bed in the world. And he goes, I represent the healthiest concept in the world, and we're both over 300 pounds. <laughs> so uh, uh, challenged me to a triathlon. And I obviously took it really seriously because I, I, did, I did feel um, that I, I had made my weight get out of control, even though I was still playing sports once a week. It was not as enjoyable as, as, as it generally is for me. And um, when I took on the challenge, I was tracking every little detail. And what I, what my routine for the last 10 years has been to, you know, after, you know, in recent years, last 14 years, when the kids, 
you know, get kids go to bed by nine o'clock, 10 o'clock, my laptop comes out and I'll work till two in the morning. Right. I was actually interrupting my sleep. Oh yeah. When I was, when I was tra- training for the triathlon, I was training seven days a week. I was playing hockey three days a week. I was running and I was swimming all within seven days a week. And I try to alternate the different parts of the body because not to just exhaust myself too much. Right. But I, I wasn't keeping up with the work and the, the two, the, 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 the 10 to two late night, it, it was really ruining my, my day. So I, I figured, okay, how am I going to adjust this? I, I'm a competitive person. So I had to win the triathlon. I had to win the weight loss. <laughs> I had to keep working. <laughs> so, so I decided to cut the 10 to two late night uh, out and really went with what I've always preached about getting my eight hours of sleep every night, eight hours of sleep tracked it all daytime i had the energy to do it all so now i did all, i managed to complete all of my work within the work day i managed to train seven days a week double days when i played hockey double days when i swim, when i was swimming or running and lost 70 pounds in five months wow and did the triathlon and, and obviously i need for my competitive side I need to say that i did win yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly change in my life that it could have gone two ways i either had to stop training as hard or i had to start sleeping and sleep made it all come together and uh, i was able to juggle the training the weight loss the work all with with taking something out which was adding more sleep taking out more of the work and i, I didn't feel i could that was i haven't felt that strong in the longest time so so it was an amazing feeling gosh that's awesome <laughs> that's so cool so what have you learned? I mean, you're, you're your own market, which is great. <laughs> um, what have you learned about, about your market as you continue through this journey? Because I would guess that you keep learning more and more each year. You know, the, the market is, is, is uh, something I never was so keen on, the mattress industry as, as a whole. You know, so I don't focus on that market. I pretend I'm not part of that market. That's what keeps me going because that market is the used car salesman of the 80s became the mattress salesman going forward. Yeah. Um, you know, even everyone tries to, 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 to sell that that magic pill and, and, and tries to pretend that one specific feature really is the differentiator. Um, so I really, I'm not part of the mattress industry. I just happen to have a mattress as a product. I focus more on the health, the wellness those, those people, the, the, the trainers, the, uh, the yogis, I learn a lot more from them and what, what, you know, the spirituality, what keeps them going, what keeps the wellness of the body going. So I, I, I lean towards the wellness community way more than I focus on the mattress industry. And I, I think that the, the, if the mattress industry would do a lot more of that, it would, it would be a much more of a logical approach because what do you, you don't need a mattress for, for the color of the ticking or for whatever features there are, it's for your wellness. Sleep is critical. Right. Um, sleep is part of wellness. And, you know, a lot of the trainers I speak to, you know, you, we've all heard the, um, the expression that it's uh, 80% diet and 20% training. Well, as I've been going around and speaking to the professional trainers, and it really is 40% diet, 40% sleep, 20% training. Yep. You know, we, we often forget the sleep and just because we, we're not really aware of what happens in those eight hours, right? Yeah. But truly is such a, uh, an important part 
of wellness. And, and that's where I spend my focus on. That's where I learn from. I, I learn from the, from, from the holistic doctors, the wellness doctors, people who talk about, you know, the re- reducing stress, people who focus on meditation, people who focus on exercise. Those are the people that I consider my peers way, way more than, than the industry. I think that's such an important takeaway because what you're focused on is that person's end result, the real need that they have rather than, you know, a person going out to buy food. It's not just, okay, there's, you know, McDonald's who's just going for the, who's hungry. (laughs) And then there's the, there's the food, you know, there's the, the whole foods and, and those stores or the, the tender greens type restaurants that are, the same, you know, where it's, we're actually targeting people who are into wellness. It's, it's a bigger, a bigger result, a bigger goal, a bigger need. Um, and that's so important. And that's where obviously you can see where the passion comes in and the, where people can actually relate to a story there. So I think that's just a great, you know, for anybody who's passionate about what they do, you know, usually it's not so much about the product. (laughs) It's really about what it delivers and how it can transform a life. So, um, yeah, I just leads to, leads to happiness. And I think that's, that's for any entrepreneur out there, they need to find that product, that mission that brings out that, that level of commitment, that level of passion. Yes. Uh, Then it's, it, it, then there, there's no stopping you. And I think this is, uh, it, it's not work. What we do here is not work. We're, we're on a mission to, to, to make everything better, to, to, to focus on happiness, to focus on the, the, you know, the, the, the improvement of everyone's experience. So this, this is a great leading because I wanted to ask you this, um, especially because you, you do have an actual product. And, and so we're not talking about, you know, just a a service with no inventory or anything like that. When you have an actual product, there's, there's, like you said, there's, there's a lot more, many more challenges that you have to overcome packaging and, and all of that for the, for the entrepreneur who, who does have a product that they've created and they are passionate about it and the, and the results that it's going to bring people. What do you say to those who, who, get overwhelmed or get discouraged because, you know, there's some people that have started a business and it's been maybe over five years now and they're not seeing profitability yet or they're not seeing that peak that they're so anxious to hit. How long do you think is too long or, or is it ever too long? What do you say to those type entrepreneurs? Well, I think it's interesting because, um, one, everyone's used to seeing the, the whole online businesses just rocket. So people are used to seeing things happen over one or two years. Right. That doesn't happen if you have a product. Right. Uh, that happens if you have a just a concept, just a, a website. But it doesn't happen when you have a product. When you have a product, there's a lot more involved when it comes to manufacturing, building it, and, 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 and making it all come together. It never takes two years. Two years just flies by. Um, what's important is that you see the growth. So for us as a company, I've always invested everything back into the company. So for us, out of a, it's our ten-year history, I, you know, I, I, I'd say eight of them were not profitable because we just kept reinvesting into the company, and uh, and, and and we never paid ourselves out of it. And at the end of the day, it's just believing of where we wanted to go, and I wanted to have aggressive growth, so uh, spent it all into that direction. So to me, I'm I'm seeing great things now in the last two years. So. 
yes, I, I waited eight years. Uh, but but that, mine was by choice. Mine was by choice that I said we're 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 not satisfied where we are. We're going to push hard. We're going to invest a lot harder, and, and that was where we saw it. On the earlier, uh, 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 on the early stages, in the first couple of years, I've got to say that we we had so much encouragement early on. We we did have uh, people, um, you know, like I said, grassroots talking about us, interested with us. Our setback is we had to build such a large infrastructure. We had to build molds for, for, for what we do. We, we didn't make things in the conventional way. So it, it, it was challenging that the first eight years, the volume wasn't enough to, to build such a big uh, foundation. Um, but it, it's different. We had the growth. We, from day one, we had the interest. So that, that yet gave us that, uh, uh, that, that uh, inspiration to keep going uh, forward. If someone has gone through a couple of years and they haven't seen that growth from the forefront, uh, it's very difficult, and that, that's the most challenging part. You know, I, I've always been, you know, when, when I early on, when I push really hard, and I have people in manufacturing saying, "Well, Jackson, slow down. We may not be able to um, uh, deliver." And yeah. I'd say, "Don't you worry about it. I'm going to come back there. I'm going to help you deliver." The hardest part is getting the sale <laughs> because. We, we may have, we may talk to 10 different people and maybe working on 10 different projects. A project could take one or two years to really make it and come to fruition. So, in fact, I, I think it's on the front lines that you can't stop focusing on, on getting the product out there. And don't be concerned about the manufacturing part because once you make those sales and you make those outreach, it's easier to roll up your sleeves work nights, work weekends, and deliver the product rather than not have any uh, anyone interested in the product. Right. And uh, on, our, on our end, we're just very fortunate that the product almost was our best ambassador. Yeah. And that being the case, it, it, it's always made that part of it easier. Uh, we've made everyone's lives. We've affected it in a positive way. And just because of that, it, we, we haven't experienced that um, the growth factor that was uh, – was was not, which is the case with, with certain certain brands that I can definitely understand and relate to. Yes, yes. So back in back in two thousand six, before the product was even even made, how how were you starting to generate interest? Were you talking about it beforehand, or was it just a close knit of people? Were you waiting till the product was made? How did that happen? Well, um, pre two thousand six and two thousand five, the year leading up to the launch of Essentia, I had just the material. So what I tried to do was just sell the material technology to some of the leading mattress manufacturers. Okay, okay. And, uh, initially, I, was, uh, I wasn't shut down. They were all interested. They all wanted to buy the material. We started selling a little bit of material to them, but ultimately, they, they, they kept trying to bring down the, the price. They weren't understanding that the organic materials just cost more. In fact, my margins were lower than the chemical company margins. Wow. And yet they said, well, if you're not that major brand, you can't ask for more dollars. But yet we're offering a better product, higher density. We are offering more product. So there was a disconnect there where when I was speaking to the mattress industry, I was just speaking to their marketing departments. I wasn't speaking to their any – well, most of them don't have engineers. They weren't speaking to anybody technical talking about making a better mattress. It was just what's a better sales pitch. So within – Five, six months, I pulled out the product. I said, you know what? It's just no longer available for any manufacturer. 
So I pulled that out. And then I said, I'm going to make my own finished mattress. So I went ahead and I hired six different consultants from different parts, one from Minnesota, one from Texas, one from Philadelphia, um, one from Toronto. We, we brought in a whole group together, and they were supposed to be my teachers to teach me how to make a finished mattress. So every four weeks, I'd bring them into town. They'd all fly in, and we, we analyzed every mattress. We just started. We, they told me what were the leading mattresses. We cut them up on a chainsaw, and we just started to see what they were made of inside. And they were shocked, to be honest with you. Their, their jaws were dropped because they thought that the mattresses were so much more technical, so much better, so much healthier. I mean, some of the glues and goos that we found in there were, were horrible. And these were brand-new mattresses that we bought. Uh, but from that day on, they kept advising on what we, we should have, and it was a good, better, best feel. And it's all about merchandising. And every time they come every four weeks, okay, okay, great guys, we have listened to you there. Now let me show you what I've been working on. On my end, I was working with, you know, physiotherapists, uh, health practitioners, doctors, and I was taking additional feedback on what a mattress should do for your body. And every time I'd show them what I've been working on, their jaws were dropping. Oh wow, I can't believe you did that. And and so while they were supposed to be teaching me how to make a mattress, I was actually learning through the for, through the wellness industry if you want to call it an industry, but through, you know, different wellness practitioners, I was learning what made a real mattress a real mattress. And at one point we reached a point where I wanted to have, I was ready to launch the Accenture product based on real factual evidence-based components that made your life better. And they were looking at things that look like marshmallows, tufted, quilted, you know, some, you had to build some crappy mattresses to make your good ones sell. Um, and, you know, so it was all, you know, just the, just just that kind of... And I went out to, to Vegas and we showcased both of them. And uh, so that's how we actually launched. It's February 2006. There was a trade show. Uh, we were new. No one had ever heard of us. I had rented 150 linear feet of, of show space, put a few coffee span, stands in between where people would just sit around and talk, oh, and nice. we were packed. We were really, and, and, and the technology blew everyone away. After about six months of being in, inside different stores, I decided to pull out all of the, the mattresses I wasn't satisfied, any pillow top, any quilting. As soon as I was learning about dust bites, bed bugs, the failure of those surfaces, I completely discontinued all those models and said, Stench is not going to stand for anything that is mediocre. Right. We're not going to intentionally make something bad to sell our good stuff. We're just going to make the good stuff. And uh, and in fact, it scared all the salespeople. I was going to say, that has to be so scary. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, I but we've been selling this. <laughs> yes. so, so, yeah, they were just looking at, you know, the commissions and what we can make. Of it. And, and I said, guys, it's just, this is the path I'm going. And uh, I understand that it's not everyone's path. So, so in fact, we shut down every single reseller because they weren't interested in, in the quality products. They just wanted an, an entry-level product. And they didn't have the confidence in building a brand. I know it's a lot of work to build a brand. Oh, yeah. You need to kind of brace yourself because it doesn't happen overnight. It comes through reputation. Yep. And your reputation is only built over time. So when I went down this direction, that's when the word of mouth went out. That's when people started to hear that, these are only quality products. You can't go wrong. And, and it was one of the things I learned. I mean, I was so stubborn at first, to be honest with you. Every time I made a better, 
product, I wanted to discontinue anything inferior because <laughs> I was so passionate about it. And in fact, I would probably be a one mattress company today. Um, but then I also realized something that it would be the $6,000 mattress. It wouldn't be a, a, a $2,000 mattress. And right. one, one day I was just thinking about it and I said, you know what? Maybe I don't have to be so stubborn. Can my $2,000, can I make a $2,000 mattress better than any other $2,000 mattress on the market? And does it still follow my beliefs about making sure that it doesn't uh, affect with dust mites? It doesn't affect with any, uh, it doesn't have any of the uh, pressure points. It doesn't have any of the issues that I, I believe at the, at the very basics of a mattress needs to be comfortable, needs to be allergen free needs to not be poisoning you with off-gassing. Right. So none of our mattress, so, so as a whole, I, I, I set a whole bunch of points that our basic mattress has to have and had to be better than anything. I don't want to reinvent, I, I only want to invent something better. If it's not better, give it to someone else. You know, there's other companies doing it out there. Yeah. So in fact, we've come up with our different categories. We have, we have four different categories, three which are more commercialized, our, our lifestyle, which is, you know, healthy, organic, you know, comfortable, no uh, allergen-free. Then we went to our performance, which was the first models we developed in 2006, which still today are best products in their price point. And to our whole body, which is the patented molding technology, which is, again, the best products in the world. Yeah. Uh, and and uh, they obviously have a higher price. They have a higher density. They cost more to produce. And then our custom ones for athletes, where we really understand each individual's muscular strengths, muscular weaknesses. We understand their personalities and how that affects their, their, their posture. And then we make a multi-level core specifically for that individual player. So we really have gone to the extreme where no one else can touch us at any of those price points, at any of those levels. And I've taken comfort in saying, I don't need to beat myself. Right. As as long as that in every category, I made the best, and, and I would never touch a product. Um, you know, some people say, "Why don't you do this? Why don't you do that product?" If I can't improve what's out there, it doesn't have to be part of my lineup. I, I only do what I do best. So you and you have a standard, so that if anybody's buying anything from you, whichever level it is, they know that they're getting something that is completely chemical free and just top of the line it's not going to be like well we have we have one of those <laughs> and then we have the rest <laughs> so you, exactly. it's kind of like you you, you changed your mission statement as well by doing we, that we set we set the bar and we set a really high bar and yeah. that's our starting point love that so you you said you know you're not going to do anything else unless you know you can do it that well do you see what do you see in the next couple years for for Essentia what do you are there going to be another line of products will, will there be other um, types of furniture how do you what do you envision you know what yeah, my brain goes in so many different ways uh, and I, I, I'll explore and I'll touch on things and we still have lots to do in 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 grow as a company in so many different areas and we're getting international interest. We're, we're going to be exporting the product to Asia and to Australia in bulk. So, so we, we really are only scratched the surface of, of, of who we are as a mattress company, yeah. but the material itself has no limitations. It's, you know, using a product, an organic material, we, we've explored building synthetic muscle. We've, we've explored really getting into the real healthcare segment but I, I have to tell you I haven't been able to 
go that much off track with my R and D just because dealing with Accenture as a full time job. Yeah, of course, of course. <laughs> but yeah, I never, I never put any limitations to it, in, in, in a sense that because once I'll see that there will be a need. Furniture is something you know. It's a little bit of my background. I love design, and as much as I'm drawn to doing furniture frequently, I, I also realize that it's not as relevant and. and um, living room seating is not as relevant to, to human health as is the sleeping surface. Right. And, uh, and that's, uh, that's a reason why it hasn't pulled me into, uh, into furniture so easily because I want it to be relevant. I just, I, I don't need to just be a green product. I don't just need to be a sustainable product. I need to be a healthy product. And, and my, I believe that it all comes together. If you really take care of humans, people think that, that you know the, the sustainability of the planet is, is not connected to the, the sustainability of human health. They're completely wrong because what, when you make something that will make humans survive, naturally will make the, uh, the the planet survive as well. And that's because we don't, as much as you don't you don't breathe, you can't see the gases, the harmful gases or, or electromagnetic waves that are out there. Uh, they're damaging to us, and they'll be damaging to our planet as well. Uh, so I, I feel like you just need to focus on human health and wellness, and everything else should fall into place. Yeah. That, that being said, I'm not a pharma guy, so when I say human wellness, I don't mean a, a pill. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I hear you. <laughs> wow, this is this is so cool, and I'm I'm so excited. I think we've first of all learned so much about how how important this is, and there's so many great marketing messages in here, so many great um, branding messages. And this has just been so cool. I want to know um, where we can send people to find more information on Essentia. Obviously our, our website is uh, myessentia.com and it's essential with, with, without the L at the end. Okay. And, but, uh, and uh, basically our, our website and, and we're always very open. Reach out to us on our Facebook, on our Twitter uh, we encourage people to keep sharing our story because it does help people and reach out to us. Any, anytime any entrepreneur or anybody wants to know anything about us, they reach out to us. We, we'd love to, to, to answer and have an opportunity to help people as much as we can. Fantastic. Thank you so much. This has been really, really awesome. <laughs> so great, great talking to you. Yep. Thanks, Jack. Take care. Thank you for listening to today's Get Genius. You can learn more about The Draw Shop at www.thedrawshop.com, on Facebook, LinkedIn, and Twitter. Your home for kick-butt custom whiteboard marketing videos. Your ideas come to life. Thanks for listening. Please share, comment, and make any suggestions for future genius guests.